And I yes. love the Swifty fandom. Like we're yes. just all, it's so loving and nurturing. It really is. I, if the whole world was just like that, wouldn't it be a better place? Beautiful. Let's all just pass friendship bracelets to each other and listen to Taylor Swift all the time. You know, it's a great, it's a great way to live. I'm telling y'all, if you're not doing it, you're missing out. <laughs> Spinnerbait, the podcast where we hate Spinnerbait, but we love Barbara Starr. <gasps> yes, that is a good one. Oh, we got some. We got some good. Uh, what was it? Two episodes back, we had some good cameos in those chapters. We got a couple of good ones this week as well. So I'm excited about that. She went hard with the cameos in this book, and I love. Yes. It. This is the probably, I think, per ratio of, of cameos of any book. This one is probably the most. CC, tell us if we're wrong. Um, but I think <laughs> I feel like personally, having read all the novels we have read so far, this one is definitely the most cameo heavy. And I'm living for it. Personally, I'm living for it. Same. Well, I'm Michael Ann. And with me, as always, is Bethany. Bethany, Hello. how's it going? You're seeing Ed again this weekend. Yes, Very exciting. I know everyone is waiting on the edge of their seat for the photograph update from Minnesota. And y'all, yeah. you're one episode away from it because I'm leaving tomorrow of time of recording. I'm leaving tomorrow to head up there. So time of next recording, we will know the answer about photograph. So just everyone, you know, rest assured, you only have a few more sleeps until you get your answers. <laughs> Rest assured, but I'm um, calling back. Hey. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've got going on. Pretty excited about it. I'm excited that it won't be a million degrees in Minnesota because in the southeast it has been a million degrees for far too long, in my humble opinion. And I'm tired yeah. of being under excessive heat watches every day. Thanks, global warming. But besides yeah. our impending apocalypse, thanks to climate change, uh, how are you doing, Michael? <laughs> Uh, it's just one of those days for me today. I'm just depressed. I'm sure our readers can relate. There's no yeah. reason. I don't think I can't pinpoint anything. I'm just that's just how I feel today. So just want it, yeah, I am curled up in a full on blankie. And Aww, we're gonna we're just gonna enjoy this little pod. And if anyone's feeling the way I'm feeling when you're listening to this, you're not alone. Yeah, I love you. Yes, we, oh my God, not to like bring the mood down even like more, but a coworker of me and Michael Ann's recently, um, someone who worked with us at a restaurant, which you have heard us talk a lot about because we talk a lot about the fact that we work in the service industry. Um, he passed away two days ago. He committed suicide. Again, I don't know why I'm starting this podcast off with such a sad thing, but just to say we were texting earlier about how there needs to be more 
done about mental health and drug addiction and which of course is such a big part also of mental health um in the service industry and yeah just seeing that news yesterday i was just like standing in line at the mm-hmm. grocery store scrolling through facebook as you do when the line at the grocery store is too long and i saw that and i was just very taken aback obviously um and yeah and it's just really sad and so um I just wanted to go ahead and yeah, we say every week, take care of yourselves. So please, everyone, please, please, please take care of yourselves. Um, know that the world is better with you in it always, no matter what you're feeling right now or thinking right now, I can assure you the world is better with you in it. And yeah, we'll put the hotline, you know, in the description of this episode and whatnot. Um, cause it's just something that's near and dear to my heart right now. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, we're about to read some angsty chapters. So I've already started off the angst. It's it's only going to get even more depressing from here on out. Um, but we're going to try to keep it fun. <laughs> we're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it light. We're, we're going to have fun. resources for you in the description if you're feeling any sort of way. Oh, I do want to talk about there is something. Ooh, yes. So I am terrible at like any sort of like planner tracker anything like that because i have adhd i think so yeah. but my friend told me about this app it's called finch and okay. you, you take care of a little bird <gasps> by doing like your daily tasks and oh you my can God, like that would help me stay motivated yeah so i've been like brush I so i have a bad problem with brushing my teeth and I've been brushing mm-hmm. my teeth every single day because of this you're app. Helping your little so, bird. Yes, I love bird. that. I do, I'm like a legitimate child, and I need like a little treat. Like I need something to motivate yes. myself to do stuff. So that would help me out. I'd be like, oh, I can go like play with my little bird and like help him out. And also like feeling like even though I know it's not a real bird, but feeling like I'm responsible for something. It's not just me that I'm affecting with my procrastination or whatever. You know. Um, would be yeah i feel like it would really help me in life man i need to download this it's on like it's I'm on gonna your phone send you, i'm gonna send you the referral so that i get yeah. so you get many pets to go with your bird <gasps> oh my god i know i know and I this get is everything one. i am feeling better already actually <laughs> about the world it's <laughs> no, I so this cute exists. this pleases me okay so should we dive into this book before we start crying on this audio podcast that would be nice let's do that (laughs) everyone i'm just gonna think about confetti at the airs tour right now it's my but as i said before it's my happy place just imagining being at the airs tour again all right chapter 13 let us do it it's the the night before christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. <laughs> um, it really is Christmas Eve, but no, it's not. It's not how the chapter starts. Uh, she said she was staying up late, but she wasn't waiting for Santa. Um, instead, she was watching the lights over at Nate's house, you know, as she does. Um, this next sentence, this is just, it's so, or this, sorry, the next paragraph, at least two sentences. It's so simple, but so effective. And this is like when Sarah Dessen just absolutely nails it you know when she does things like this but she says the next morning i got a new backpack some cds a few books and a laptop cora got her period (sighs) 
That's so good. Like, that's so good. It's so sad because you know how much court. And it's like, what a shitty thing. Like, she's, they have now tried. And so she says, you know, like, it's really stupid. She's upset. And Jamie's like, it's not stupid. You have absolutely every right to be upset. And she's like, I just had this, which is so true for so many mothers who are, you know, uh, so many women who are trying to be mothers that, like, they do have these visions of, like, if we try, maybe wouldn't it be cool if I could tell everyone on Christmas morning? Or wouldn't it be cool if I could tell, you know? And and then literally that morning, she finds out that she is, again, still not pregnant. And that's just yeah. honestly really heartbreaking. That is that is killer. That is just, as you said, simple but effective. Yes. Sarah Dustin just has, like, such a, a talent. It's beautiful. It's not even fair. Yeah. Oh. Damn, this really sucks. And court, and you know, there's no, there's nothing you can really say in times like this. And Cora's like, I don't get it. It just, I can't get it. It just. And Ruby finishes his, finishes it by saying sucks. And she's like, Yeah, it sucks. And it's like sometimes that's all you can say. It's like right? fucking when Albus, when Albus died, I was just like, This sucks. This sucks. Yeah. Like there's no other thing to Another say. Like, I, it's just like why is this happening yeah sometimes <sighs> simple but effective that's the only way and sometimes it's just nice to hear from someone else like hey you know what this sucks and you're like thank you yes yes it does i just needed like that validated for a minute and yeah i think right ruby does a good job of, of validating that and putting it putting it bluntly it just sucks yeah Ugh. But Jamie's like, we'll try again. The second time might be the charm. And, you know, obviously Cora feels defeated. As a lot of women do during the fertility journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see here that Ruby gave her one of Harriet's key necklaces Aww, for Christmas, which is that. so cute. I love that. love that. She said, it's beautiful. It's like yours, which is adorable. <laughs> we love a matching sister. Yes. Cute. Yes. Have know. I ever told you this or said this on the podcast? If I have, I don't know. I don't know, guys. We're like 30 episodes deep now. I don't know what I have and have not shared. But <laughs> true thing. So obviously, I I do think it's like the cutest things when like, I don't know, families like you're doing a photo shoot or you're you know, whatever, like going on a trip or something and you like want to match your kids in like cutesy little matching outfits. I love it. I know some people are like, Ugh, that's so cringe. I think it's cute. When kids are little, let them match, okay? Like I like it. So anyways, my parents used to dress us up in matching outfits when we went to places like Disney World when I was like very, very little. And my mom said the reason was twofold. <laughs> One, cute. It just is cute to have all your daughters, you know, in cute little dresses when they're meeting Mickey Mouse. Two, because Disney World is a big, big place where small children are very overstimulated and they run off and they can get lost and bad things like that can happen. And so my mom dressed us all the same so that way if we got lost and she needed to tell someone, she could be like, looks like this wearing this. So that was her other reason for dressing us the same. <laughs> Oh my god, that's cute. Because <laughs> I, I literally that. like me and my sisters all look pretty similar. Sarah is the one who looks the one is like not doesn't look the most uh, like us, but me and Megan like literally look the same. So if it would have been one of us and like we ran off or something, I would have been like, "This is what she looks like, and this is what she is wearing." <laughs> <laughs> Easy enough. So yeah, that was easy enough. That's Jackie. She's thinking smart like that. She's a smart lady. 
<laughs> she is a smart lady. Look at her. Look at her. But yes. They have a cute little little she gave her. I thought it was a very nice uh, Christmas gift. A cute little sister yeah. moment. We love it. And then the doorbell rings. <laughs> and who's there? Jervis. Oh, AKA Jarvis. AKA Jarvis. <laughs> first of all i love how he's like we finished christmas hours ago my dad already took down the tree like what is yeah i was like whoa we don't mess around their old family yes i was like oh okay who doesn't keep their tree up through the new year like come on man that's not cool he's got to keep it up until uh my dad always kept it up until three saints day which is in mm, early January. That seems like a Catholic thing to do. My brother-in-law. Yeah, so I, I tend to do that. His family tradition was to always keep it up through the Super Bowl. But now the suit, because that used to be in late January, but now it's early February. So it's a little harder to keep it up that long. But sometimes mm-hmm. they do. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I respect it. But yeah, that's how like Super Bowl Sunday. It was like, okay. The festivities are over. Take down the tree. Like that was their thing, which I think that's kind of fun. Huh. Like- <laughs> that is fun. Okay. So basically, Gervais has come over to offer his tutoring services. He's like, You need a 90 or higher to pass calculus. You should let me help you. And she's like, For what? Like, what's the trade off? And basically, he wants Gervais. Basically, Gervais wants Ruby's help getting closer to Olivia. He wants to be there. He wants to be Olivia's friend because they have a lot in common. And I don't think Gervais has a lot of friends. Yes. Poor Gervais. So Ruby kind of agrees to this. She's like, I'm not going to like conspire against Olivia. But if you happened to be at my table helping me with calculus at lunch, then. Then so bam. be it. That's, yeah. Then so be it. <laughs> Aw. Which we're going to get some cute moments of that later. And I got to say, I get it. Gervais is like, you know, a young teenage boy. He's pretty nerdy. But he also kind of sounds like he might fit into our little league of weirdos. And for that, I love and respect him. (laughs) I think he would fit into our little league of weirdos. He really would. Oh, we love you, Gervais. A.K.A. Jarvis. (laughs) A.K.A. Jarvis. Whatever the hell your name is. Whatever your name is, we love you. This is another thing that I think is interesting. So we're oh. going to, she has her little thing with uh, Gervais. And then we, the next thing that we skip to is like Cora and Jamie's Christmas party. And I think they have this party at a very weird time. Like it's not New Year's. It's not Christmas. It's in between. And I'm like, usually Christmas parties are held before Christmas And then you have like a New Year's party. But apparently in this household, they just have a random Christmas in between Christmas and New Year's party. (laughs) That's when uh, grownups are off work. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's fair. But yes, here we are. The Christmas soiree at Chez Jamie La Cora. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And... She hasn't seen her talk to Nate since, I'd say, I think Christmas Eve when he, like, shut her out. Yes. 
Um, she said this is really shocking that she's like upset about it because you know months ago she would have been like this is exactly what i want less less connection more space and uh ruby's like in the laundry room like getting some space from the party with roscoe Mm -hmm. her buddy her anxiety buddy oh i know her little pal he's so cute and cora walks in and like sits down with her and is kind of like are you okay like what's going on Cora says, you've been a real trooper. I have to say Christmas with with Jamie is like an endurance trial. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. He has a lot of cheer. That is for sure. A lot of holiday cheer. (laughs) A lot. A lot. I don't I want to know what antidepressants he's on because they're working. (laughs) They're working real good. (laughs) So Cora's like, just uh, pop in to the party for a little while and then you can go hide. Just make an appearance. And this is when we get our Barbara start. Babs is back, baby. I love it. She's at their holiday party. And I love this little tidbit that we learn. It's very quality. Yes, that Barbara hired Cora when she just got out of school as her divorce lawyer. Because as we know... Barbara likes divorces. <laughs> she sure does. And I was like, ooh, is it was it from the 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 car salesman? Why can't I think of what his name was right now? Because we're terrible at names. Clearly, it's our whole shtick. What was his Randy? Name? <sighs> no. No. But it's like something dumb like that. You know what I mean? No offense to anyone <laughs> named Randy out there. Um, but yeah, that guy. But anyways, the car salesman. Um, I was like, ooh, is it that one? Is that who she helps her get divorced from? I hope so. Yeah, I would like to I'd like to think that's who it was. Cause again, when we left Babs, she was all like, Maybe I'm gonna be, maybe I'm gonna do me for a little bit, which is great for her. And I think she deserves that. And she's at this, you know, holiday soiree, not a ring to be seen, seems to be by herself. So I think she's sticking to the single life for now. And I'm really happy for her about that. I know. I hope that she's thriving and manless. Yes. For a while. It's what she deserves in the best way possible. She goes through the party. She's making her way through the crowd. Um, and Nate is there. He gave Jamie Belgian macaroons. Mr. Cross says they're Belgian. Very expensive. I just want to like punch that guy in the face. I know. Nice. He's he's very, very just absolute definition of a douchebag. He is a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was she filled Barbara's wine, but she couldn't find Barbara when she filled it. So um, then Nate kind of finds her, pulls her into the hallway, and they smooch. Oh. He's like, so I brought you a present. And she says, let me guess, macaroons? <laughs> <laughs> what was the gift? I actually don't even remember. It's I'm what we own. Valentine. He gets her a You Swim t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Aww, Aww, I love it. Like I was that. like, ah, I have one given to me by V. Sarah <laughs> No big deal, guys. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. No big deal. Super casual. <laughs> Just our bestie, Sarah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what he gets her. And she's like, your personal philosophy. And he's like, well, I look for one that said, if you expect the worst, you'll never be disappointed. But they were all out. (laughs) And it's honestly such a sweet gift. I love it. That's good. That's a good job. Way better than Belgian macaroons, in my humble opinion. Way better. Yeah. And then she kind of is like, okay, love the gift and all, but like, what was the deal with last night? What's how, what's going on? How was your Christmas? And he's like, oh, you know, just really busy and stuff. And this is where we enter the era of Ruby really wanting to push for more details, but not knowing how, because it's a very fine balance, obviously. Um, You know, like we said Mm -hmm. last week, she's kind of finally starting to be more vulnerable. And now. Yeah, she she really wants him to talk about it. She really wants him to, like, open up to her. And he's just not. Mm -hmm. He's just refusing. And this is when he pulls her down the hallway and starts kissing her so that she shuts up, basically. Yeah. Yep, that's... He's uh, like, I just want to feel good feelings. Yep. That seems to be his tactic, which can totally understand, totally uh, a normal, you know, way of avoiding things and being like, I don't want to think of bad things or I think of good things. I like being with you and I like kissing you and that is lovely, but also not a fair thing to do in a relationship. <laughs> so, Nate, yeah. Nate, buddy, you know I love you, but mm-mm, mm-mm friends that's Mm-mm. it's not healthy it's not healthy for either of you and it's not fair to either of you but you'll hopefully see that one day you're going through some growing pains i get it um also i just used that time to scroll through instagram and like sarah Dessen is is in all of us there's this really stupid thing for a while this like ad campaign that the university of florida is using where it was like the university of florida is in gainesville the gator nation is everywhere and i'd like to do a sarah Dessen version of that right now sarah Dessen is in chapel hill but the sarah Dessen, you know nation is everywhere because i'm scrolling <laughs> through instagram and i shit you not i shit you not i like want to tag her in this um there's a thing so i follow disney food blog on like all social media because you know i'm a disney adult and they're like, champagne bars planned for Disney World. And I'm like, tell me more, Disney. So I click on it. And apparently there's a cake bake shop coming to Disney World, which I had legitimately never heard of until this moment. But do you want to know the name of the person who owns the cake bake shop? Gwendolyn Rogers. No, no. lie. No lie. I was like, what? No So then I just looked up cake bake shop and I looked up her whole life story. And so now in my mind... That is what she did. She was a Lakeview model, and then she, you know, found herself and opened up a cute little bake shop. So that's my headcanon for her now. You need to screenshot that and send it to me so I can put it on the yes. uh, Hate Spinner Bake yes. Instagram. I'm doing it right now. Gwendolyn Rogers? That is so funny. That's I was like, so what? Funny. That is so amazing. Especially because Gwendolyn is like a super... Right uncommon name is Gwendolyn Rogers I was like this is amazing this is am- and this woman looks like she could have been a Lakey model let me tell you having now stalked her on her website Gwendolyn Rogers I was like what so yeah this is now what I think happened to Gwendolyn Rogers I'd like that that's a good that's a good story for her that is a good story for her man oh I want to say too that on the pod because I feel like it's relevant the Cake Bake Shop by Gwendolyn Rogers. This is amazing. Like, isn't this, like what are the odds? Crazy. Um, oh, I wanted to say that 
So my friend Casey, my best friend, has not been able to go to the Eras tour. She has oh, not yeah. been able to get tickets. Um, she wanted to go to Europe. It didn't happen. Partially my fault. So I feel really guilty. So I signed up. So her, she had eight people, eight people mm. sign up for a pre-sale code and not one of us got one. So I was That's in wild. my Swifty work chat. Mm. And I was like, yeah, my friend had eight people do it and she didn't get any code. And she's like, so sad. I'm really bummed out for her. And this woman who I don't know, I've never spoken to. She's not on my team. She's not in my department. Messaged me and was like, I have a pre-sale code for Miami. She can have because I can't go anymore. So I was the universe, you know, seriously. So I was able to get her a ticket the Miami show today so, so you she- did I saw that you were like in the queue so it worked today oh yay that's awesome how long did you have to wait mm, I wasn't really paying attention like maybe 30 <laughs> minutes it really wasn't that bad okay, but I that will bad say all. it was really freaking annoying because I kept clicking on tickets and it kept being like mm. oops somebody already got this oops somebody already got this <sighs> I so I was that. just clicking 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 until one finally went through Something, and of course it was yeah. like Two hundred and fifty dollars, yeah. and I was like, "Hey, I'm sorry. Um, I got you the two hundred and fifty dollar one, but she didn't even <laughs> care, so it's fine." I got you the two hundred. She's like, "Oh my god, thank you!" Yeah, she's yeah, like, like "Okay, yes. all. I'm like, "Cool." So you're like very good. excited. Glad. Well, yay! Like, I'm glad she has tickets. Yes, that's yes. beautiful. We love that, and I love yes. the Swifty fandom. Like, we're just yes. all. It's so loving and nurturing. It really is. I, if the whole world was just like that, wouldn't it be a better place? Beautiful. It, Let's all just pass friendship bracelets to each other and listen to Taylor Swift all the time. You know, it's a great, it's a great way to live. I'm telling y'all. If you're not doing it, you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out. Um. Okay. Back, Back into lock and key, everyone. It is now. So yeah, they're smooching. Nate is using avoidance tactics because he doesn't want to bring up the stuff with his dad. They're at the Christmas party thing, Mabob. And now we cut to the next day, I guess. I don't know. Some undisclosed time later. Um, Cora and Ruby are pulling up to the mall. And Ruby's all like, I really don't want to do this. And Cora's like, listen, I've given you money. You bought, like, two pairs of pants. I gave you gift cards for Christmas to go buy clothes, and you have not bought clothes. So I'm now going to take you, kicking and screaming if I have to, to the mall, and we are buying you some new clothes, for goodness sake. And Ruby's like, this feels really weird. This is, like, the last years we didn't have much. And Cora is like, well, you know, that's a little bit on mom. She, there were things she could have done, like reach out to me or, you know, use other resources. And she didn't. And you shouldn't suffer just because mom was not good at being a mom. Like, get some new clothes. It's not like you're being, you know, some brat who's like, um, these jeans were so last year. I need new jeans when they're perfectly good jeans. Like, you legitimately need new clothes. So buy new clothes. Yeah. And she does. A little begrudgingly, but she does. (laughs) They go to a department store called Esther Prine. Prine. Great name. Yeah, I don't Prince, I think. Someone. Isn't that someone from literature, Esther Prine? I feel like that if that feels like an old timey literature name, but now I'm not sure. Look it up. I'm gonna Google it. it Oh, it's 
Hester Prynne, which is mm. just pronounced Hester, because S- whatever. And she is the protagonist of Nathaniel Hawthorne's 1850 novel, The Scarlet Letter. Yeah, that would explain it. That is why it sounded oh. old-timey literature to us. Yes. Oh, The Scarlet Letter, how you haunt us all to this day. <laughs> Seriously, we will never escape you. Mm-mm. Ever. So, ever, ever. That's funny. I wonder, I wonder yeah, I wonder it's... if that is like a reference or just it was like a name that popped in her head. I don't know. I'm intrigued though. Well, Add that to the are. documents for the next time we meet up. We can ask her, Cece, thank you. Cece, <laughs> we're calling upon you again. I like that I can just yell at Cece now every time. She, probably, she must listen to these and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, am I their personal assistant all of a sudden? Like, what? Why do they? Why is this my job? Because you're better at organization than we are. Okay. Yes. (laughs) And you forget things instantly upon saying them. So. Exactly. We can't remember Barbara Starr's ex-husband's name. Okay. So we need help. We need help. Help us. Help us, please. You're our only hope. All right. Uh, yes. So they're yeah. They go to this fancy store, and they're buying some clothes. Oh, we also find out a little bit too that um, she that their dad did try to give her mom money, but she oh, was yeah. stubborn and angry and wouldn't take it. And Ruby's like, I thought dad never gave her any money and he dodged child support. And Cora was like, maybe he did later once he moved to Illinois. But the early years, he tried to do the right thing. And Cora and Cora and Ruby is not surprised. Mm. Unfortunately. Yeah. At this point, she's like, well, you know, it seems like mom wasn't great at being honest with me. So can't say I'm too shocked about that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mother. Oh, mother. I think I think that's it for chapter 13, yeah? Chapter 14, baby! Baby! Let's do it! All right. So she gets into the car. Britt's back to school time. The holidays have passed. Jamie is probably really sad if he's anything like me, where he goes into a after-Christmas-holiday depression because you're like, but it was so nice and everything was festive and and now we're just like, have to go back to our boring, mundane lives in January. Ew. So he's probably yeah. depressed. And um, whatchamacallit. So yeah, they're on their way to school. And she's all like, you know, I thought hopefully my clothes wouldn't look too new and too nice. But they must because Jamie, of course, immediately, you know, compliments her. And it's like, also, Ruby, listen. Yeah, I'm sure your clothes do look nice. But I'm sure the average person that you go to Perkins Day with isn't going to notice. Nate notices because he likes you. So he's paying a little bit more attention to you than the average Joe. Yes. Yeah, he says, what's the occasion for the makeover? Got a hot day for Valentine's or something? And this uh... is where we find out that it's 24 hours until Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And Nate has surprise plans. Yes. Um, for them. And, um, and Ruby is very worried about her gift because mm-hmm. she really didn't get him anything for Christmas. She attempted to deliver candy canes. Couldn't even do that. And he got her like this cute, thoughtful gift for Christmas. And she's like, crap, he's going to go to give me gifts. And I've got nothing. 
And can I just say that I think it is easier to buy for women than it is to buy for men. Absolutely. Because women are, as evidenced by the fact that all of you listening to this podcast probably know everything that we're into, women are just, like, way more vocal about what they're into. Like, yeah, I like Taylor Swift. Everyone – let me tell you, everyone in my life knows it. They know it, <laughs> you know? But, like, men, when you first start dating a guy, you're like, he's into me and um, <laughs> other things. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, they're just not, like, you know? And, like, I feel like guys are – I shouldn't generalize all men. Hashtag not all men. No, but um, but like my husband, for instance, is a lot more into experiences than he is into yeah. gifts. So like I am so easy to shop for. He knows exactly what to get me. But I'm always like, I know what he likes. I know this man very well. But I'm always like, I don't know. Though like he doesn't like he doesn't like little trinkets and little like you know. It's right. just it's hard to shop for men. So Ruby, you're not alone in this struggle. Okay, you're not the first person to buy your boyfriend's a music store gift card. You probably are one of the last because music stores don't really exist anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Record stores still do. But I was like, oh, my God, a music store in the mall? Hello. Throwback. Adorable. Throwback. But yeah, I was like, I have been there so many holidays being like, hmm, hmm, what do I get this man? Um, so they get to school. It's val it's the day before Valentine's Day. Um Rest assured has is like doing a bunch of shit. Like they were in a special. It's they're gonna be really busy. I think I skipped ahead there, but regardless. So they park at school and Gervais runs out and Nate puts the moves on our girl. Also, oh also. She says, even in these moments, I never felt like I had all of Nate, just enough to make me realize what was missing. Even stranger was that with anyone else I'd ever been with, especially Marshall, what I was given as well as what I gave had always been partial and yet that had still been plenty. So she's still like kind of ruminating over the fact that she like hasn't gotten him to open up about her his dad and hasn't pushed for it. Right. But Nate gives her smooches and takes some of her clothes off so she's like okay well i guess we're gonna make out on the car for five minutes i guess i am distracted enough now yes okay everything is fine she also says who was this person in these fancy clothes at this expensive school with a for all intents and purposes boyfriend who she was actually worried wasn't opening up to her enough emotionally it was like i'd been brainwashed or something no, you're just like in a healthy living environment and surrounded by love. And that's what happens. <laughs> it's wild what that can do for you. You know, really people is. really try it. Everyone. It's, it's, it's good. It's nice. It's, it's helpful. A good time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a good time. It's, yeah. That's what everyone should aim for. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's called growth. You're and you're doing it and we're proud of you. I'm like, keep, at keep the on, age. keep on doing the work. I'm like at the age where I'm like, I'm in a super healthy relationship, obviously, because we got married. If we weren't in a healthy relationship, that would be a problem. She would not have walked down that aisle. No. (laughs) And um, like, I don't have any like toxic friends anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm just like living. I got rid of my last toxic friend uh, right after my wedding. So I was going to say very recently. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? It's great. Like, how great is that? It's a great feeling, honestly. It is. Yeah, that's a great feeling. He's like, don't worry. I'm going to be all yours. I'm going to finish my my rest assured thing by seven. I'll be at the pond. Like, it's going to be a good time. 
Um, yes. And then when she gets home, Jamie, the king of holidays. Oh, yes. The king of holidays king is of holidays. making a CD for Cora, which like, LOL. And <laughs> right? he's like, third he's like this the cd will be like my third or fourth wave he does like multiple gifts in order uh, in order of escalating greatness over the entire day so you begin with flowers and chocolates and balloons gourmet dinner like i wish i was rich because i would do shit like this too like i would be like like we just said we don't know what to buy but See, the thing is with Andrew, it's like, I do know what he wants, but everything he wants is like $500. Right. So it's right. like, like fancy tech and like fan- whatever. So it's like, if I could just if I had be rich, money, yeah, I would just, then I'd be like, stuff. oh, Mike, you want to go to Australia to see Metallica? Here you go. And I'd buy that for him for Christmas. And like, wouldn't we be set? What a great life that would be. But alas. That's not in my budget. No. <laughs> Groceries so... isn't even in my budget at this point. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been eating PB&J all week at lunch, folks, for a reason. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, God. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Definitely can't afford anything like that. But, you know, no. uh, Jamie can because he invented you sure so, he says good for him. everyone likes Valentine's Day, which is like Jamie. No, no, no one no. likes Valentine's Day. <laughs> Some people do, but like the average person doesn't really like Valentine's Day. I personally love Valentine's Day, but more mm-hmm. so I love Galentine's Day, which is celebrated on oh, the Valentine's Day is way better. Yes. Women celebrating women. Exactly. I always make sure to reach out to my gals. Do a little, whatever kind of gift I can afford that year. And that's my thing. Valentine's Day is way cooler than Valentine's Day. No offense to anyone out there who lives on. This is two weeks in a row and I've bashed on holidays. I'm sorry, guys. But I, yeah, I'm not a Thanksgiving fan, everyone. I'm sorry. And I mean, I'm not sorry. It's just how I feel. Um, But but, um, I'm also not a Valentine's Day fan. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not. Yeah, I just don't really care. I'm not like, I don't have any hostile feelings toward it. I'm not one of those people who's like, this is the stupidest and it's just the card companies or whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm all about, hey, live your life. If you're not hurting anyone else or yourself, be happy. And if this day makes you happy, you do it. But I just, I've never made a big deal about it. And um, I mean, I try to hang out with Mike on Valentine's Day, but we don't, you know, we don't like to make a big thing. Probably honestly, because we worked in the service industry for so long and anyone who has usually is stuck working and also as we like to call it it's amateur hour like it's amateur night like everyone in the world who doesn't usually go out to eat suddenly goes out to eat that night and they like don't know how to act um so that's kind of ruined the holiday for me a little bit but hey if you like i like chocolate i like roses i you know i like that stuff and if you're into it rock on but galentine's day is better you get waffles and you're celebrating women (laughs) yep and i get a lot of home decorations during valentine's day as well people Mm. i do i also get home decorations year-round home decorations for during the halloween season but yes my office theme is pink Mm. it's happy and i have tons of shit in here and i love it but anyway (laughs) 
Yes. So he's making these CDs and he's all like, I love Valentine's Day. Everyone does. And she's like, I consider disputing this. But as he said the same thing about Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's, I figured it wasn't worth the argument. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like, fair enough. So then he says uh, his theme of these CDs is all the song, all the songs Cora loves to sing in one place. Um He's like, it wasn't easy. Let me tell you, I wrote up a list and found them online or at that record store. For the really obscure ones, I had to enlist this guy, one of my employees knows from his anger management class, who's some kind of music freak. Ah, it's our boy Owen. Owen, Owen cameo. Love that. And I love that one of his employees knows him from anger management. Fantastic. Love that. So yeah, that's that was our next. We got a Babs and an Owen cameo. Back to back chapters. We love it. And then he says, oh, like, you could probably help me because you know some of these songs. So she, you know, tells him a couple that she remembers because she's like, they're all songs that her mom used to play around the house all the time. So, you know, because they have that connection. And then she says that she's struggling with Nate's gift. And basically everyone's advice in this chapter is like, it'll come to you. It'll come to you. And she's like, no, this is this is actually very difficult. And she says, um, so yeah, so when she's like at the mall, she's at the mall now with Harriet and so she's talking to Harriet and Reggie about it and they're giving the same advice. And she's like, in the end, I ended up getting a gift card to plug the music store. And then with the little time I had left before Valentine's Day, I just hoped that like something better would come to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then... Valentine's Day comes and Jamie's first wave oh, boy, does is it come. four dozen roses in varying colors arranged in vases all around the kitchen, each tied <laughs> with a big white bow. And you know, one of the reasons why I think I love Valentine's Day is because my dad was this kind of guy. He always mm-hmm. got us Valentine's Day gifts or like candy. He like made a big deal. And then on his like, I remember one time on my parents' wedding anniversary, he bought like literally five bouquets of flowers and like put them all over the house Aww. with like their own card for my mom and i just remember being like that is so fucking your dad cool. is a romantic i he love is. that that's adorable bless him that's so he's sweet. a big softy oh my dad to this day except last year and then he like apologized profusely and i was like it's okay there was a lot going on my dad to this day always gets me valentine's day candy always 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 because obviously when i was little um, all of his girls were his Valentine's, so he'd give us like a little, you know, the the assorted chocolates and the heart shaped box, and be like, "Will you be my Valentine to all of us?" And even though Aww. we're all grown and have husbands, we're like still his Valentine, so he still gets us candy every year, which is the sweetest thing. And of course, I don't often see my dad on actual Valentine's Day, so usually I get it like a couple weeks before, a couple weeks after. Um, but I always look forward to it because that's free chocolate, and I love it. And I just think that it's really sweet that he still does that for us, even though we're all grown. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's so cute. Oh, yeah. So it's Valentine's Day. Um, She says the first year they were married, Jamie got her a new car for Valentine's Day. Like, they're not just rich. <laughs> they're like rich, rich. They're they're super rich. They yeah. are. They are the 1%. <laughs> yeah. They're freaking loaded, Um, which is amazing for them. I wish I was loaded. Someday, maybe mm-hmm. when our podcast gets picked up by a uh, penguin or whatever. Sponsor us, penguin. Sponsor us, Dr. Pepper. I'm holding up a Dr. Pepper right now for everyone who can't see this. 
Yes. Because it's an audio format. <laughs> Um, Somebody, please sponsor us. Thanks. I know, seriously, please. <laughs> so Nate comes to pick her up, and all she can see is like the Valentine's Day baskets that Rest Assured has made. But she squeezes in. She's like, Where's Jarvis? Oh my God. Where's Gervais? And he's back there. He's just covered in <laughs> covered in baskets, which is so funny. So on the way to school. He gets get Nate keeps getting phone calls, obviously from his dad, and he drops them off at school and leaves. His yeah, dad is requiring him. His dad is requiring him to miss school for this, which is like red Sir, fucking flag. You're a piece of shit. And I just want you to know that from the bottom of my heart, I would from like the- him to know that. Yes, same. So he's like, but don't worry, I'll be back in plenty of time. I'll be there at seven. Like, don't worry. And so then she goes home. Jamie and Cora are out. At seven o'clock, they're agreed upon meeting time. She goes out to the pond. And, um, she could see that Nate's house lights are on. She's like, I have a bad feeling. Something's like not right. She waits until 8.15. And he doesn't come. It's so it's, it is. It's really sad. And yeah, Cora's like, what are you doing? Like, come inside soon. It's freezing. And she said, don't wait too long. And here she says, but I already had, and not just that hour and 15 minutes, but every moment that had passed since Thanksgiving, when I should have told Nate, I couldn't just stand by and worry about him. Instead, though, I had let months pass, pushing down my better instincts, and now sitting out in the February chill, I was getting exactly what I deserved. Which, like, you're not (laughs) getting what you deserve. but Not um, even remotely, Ruby. Not even remotely. Not even remotely, but I can understand how this is, like, extremely painful cannot be let in on something like this you know and she's blaming herself as well because she didn't push enough mm-hmm. and she loves to blame herself for everything yeah that's one of her many favorite things to do mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. so she goes back upstairs she's like whatever and the whole time she can she's looking at nate's house and she can see that his lights are on she can see that somebody is in his room but at 9 p.m., Nate calls and he's like, please meet me outside. And she does. And um, he hands her his gift and he's like, yeah, like, it, oh, it just got busy. Like, sorry. She said she could tell there was something off and nervous quality, something almost jittery. And she like calls him out. She's like, you've been home. I saw that you were home. And he's like, yeah, but I had stuff to do. So I'm sorry, but I'm here. And he tries to deflect as he does. He gives her her gift and she is like, no, enough is enough. Um, What was going on over there? He keeps trying to deflect and she's like, I, she's like, I don't want a gift. I want you to tell me what happened tonight. And he says, I got held up dealing with my dad. This goes back and forth for a little while. And then she moves his shirt away Hmm. and sees that he has like a huge bruise on his 
shoulder. And he's yeah. like, he's like, please. Like, she's like, please tell me what's going on. Like, please talk to me. And she's like, you saved my ass when I was like in a position like this. Like, you should let me help you now. It's my turn. But he's like, no, no, no. And he's like, I don't understand why these two things always have to be connected. Meaning like his relationships and like how his dad treats him. It's like, because you can't let people like love you and care about you. And then like sit by while your dad's like abusing you. Like, right. So it's a little bit of a tough pill to swallow. That's for sure. Yeah. And um, so basically she says, she gives him like an ultimatum. And she says, only if you let me help you, you have to let me in. And he said, and if I don't, and she said, then no, then go. And that's what he does. Yeah. That's what he does. He decides to to break, you know, to end that relationship, to move on in life and deal with his shit by himself, which is so sad. And there's like no, there's no right way for Ruby right. to have like acted, you know, like. Right. Um. Yeah. Later on, she has regrets and he... And she's like, I shouldn't have pushed him, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there is no right, right way to handle this. Like, yeah, you can't, you, you don't just... want to just sit by and let it happen. And, you know, it's just, there's no, this is such a tricky situation that mm-hmm. it's like, it's just not, just not easy. Yeah. There's no, now I can't hear no you right though, way, which hold on. Let me, that might be my fault. Hold on. Oh yeah. I scoped. Hello. Okay, I can hear you now. It was me. It had switched to MacBook audio. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah, oh my this. God. Wait. What? Wait. Oh, how today's 8 9? It's 8 9? Yes, that's what I was trying to say. It's 8 9. Are we going to get a 1989 announcement tonight? I really hope so. I don't want my hopes up too much. I really, really hope so. Uh, I don't want to get my hopes up, but if there was ever a time to make that announcement, it's today. It's today. 89. Come on, people. It writes itself. But yeah, 1989, baby. Taylor's version injected into my veins. Let's go. I'm ready for it. I want an announcement. Notice how we're deflecting. We're, we're making fun of, uh, I'm not making fun of, but we were like, Nate, this is not a healthy tactic. And yeah, I don't want to talk about Nate's really, really sad situation with his really, really shitty dad and how Ruby is in a no one situation. I would like to talk about Taylor Swift 1989 because that's my happy place. And this book is making me really sad right now. Okay. Avoidance. All right. I know. I know. Practice what you preach. By the time this episode, so we are recording this on August 9th. Yes. Tonight is the show. We're all speculating that she's going to announce her 1989 release. Mm-hmm. So by the time this episode's recorded, we will know we'll if we're getting 1989 yes. or not. So all of you listening to this, speculate right now. You'll know whether or not this happened. So you'll be like, ha, 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 these fools. Or you'll be like, oh, my God, yeah, then it happened. I hope it's that. I hope it's the latter. But I, I hope it is that one, too. Let us know. Let us know. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. But yeah, I... But- this line here, I think, sums it up. 
perfectly. She says, who was I to tell anyone how to be saved? Only the girl who tried every way out not to be. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that is true. But also, in a way, you kind of are the best person at doing it because you know how hard it is to take help from people and how when you do, though, good things happen and your life is better for it. So, mm-hmm. exactly. Nate. Um, so she's crying. And Very she upset, goes in obviously. the house and Cora's like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm sorry. She thinks it's the CD reminding her of her mother. That's making yeah. her sad. And Ruby just like, can't get out the words yeah. to tell her like, that's not what's going on. She just like, can't deal with it. Uh, um, it's just all so through- sad. <laughs> it's so sad. She's like, through my tears, I could hear her saying it was all going to be okay, and I knew she believed this, but I was sure of something, too. It's a lot easier to be lost than found. It's the reason we're always searching and rarely discovered. So many locks, not enough keys. Uh, First of all, Sarah. Sarah. How dare you? That's beautiful. But also, yeah. Yeah, that's well put Mm -hmm. and very true and yeah yeah the first step we're gonna here in this next chapter kind of get into how you accepting the help is what is you know really gonna help you get helped and Nate's not there yet and it's a really unfortunate thing and obviously it as you know we kind of learned we're gonna learn a little bit more here Heather you know seems like she probably tried Ruby tried but if the person is not willing to, you know, there there is only so much you can do. And again, I just really understand, you know, where Nate is coming from, where he's like, I'm a senior, this is going to be done. But it's like, it's not though. Like he has you. Like you had to quit swim team. You're skipping school because of this business. Like he's never going to let yeah. you go. Like, yes, you are going to be a legal adult soon. Yes, you are going to have been graduated from high school. But like, he's not going to let you go. And I, he's so in denial about that right now that he can't see that. But just, Nate, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. It's so sad. So chapter chapter 15. (laughs) Oh, perfect in unison. That was beautiful. That was. Oh, Harriet's being interviewed because her key necklaces are such a success. And she's thinking about making um, earrings and bracelets, I think, soon, too, which is so cute. I think a bracelet would be honestly so cute. And the earrings, like all of it. Rings, I think. The whole lot. Give me the whole line of the uh, key. uh, What does she call them? Oh, shoot. Keychains. Keychains. Genius. Mm -hmm. Genius. We love kiosk and we love keychains. Adorable. We do um so she's taken to calling that since christmas they're just selling everywhere they're getting a website soon um do they mail order yes they get a website yes any day and so yeah she's like getting interviewed about it and reggie is over there supportive reggie and he's like look at her she's a superstar um or no sorry ruby says that and he's like yeah she is but she always has been like even before this and i was like reggie reggie then he says that around christmas he uh he went ahead and tried to shoot a shot and he got shot down real hard and she said she's just not ready for a relationship right now and it's like what does that even mean um, no, honestly, there are people that should not be in relationships at certain times, and by all means, please be single. For instance, Barbara Starr, 
just be single for a while, Babs. You know, like it's it's definitely a thing. But Harriet is just avoiding things because she's Harriet. And mm-hmm. Harriet. Uh, but yeah, so she's getting interviewed and she's really nervous because of course she is because it's it's uh, Harriet. And um, she ends up pulling Ruby over because she's like, oh, this is the person who like helps to inspire the idea. And so the guy who's interviewing her is like, how'd you come up with it? And of course, as we all know, there is this really, you know, deep backstory, but Ruby's not going to just share that with anyone. So she's like, oh, you know, just got tired of looking for it and losing it. So Mm. put it on this necklace. (laughs) It's like, oh, you sweet, sweet child. Also, I do want to say when Reggie is talking about how Harriet can't be in a relationship, um, he seems to be like very okay with it. And he's like, but sometimes we just have to be happy with what people can offer us, even if it's not what we want. At least it's something, you know? Yes, Reggie. Reggie's on a whole nother level. Like he's really in touch with himself, with his feelings with everything. And like that is so, and exactly how you should handle rejection as a man, all men listening out there. If you're a man, be like Reggie. And if a girl politely is like, nah, I'm not interested. Be like, yeah, I respect that. And I still think you're awesome. And this isn't going to change anything. And if you can only offer me friendship right now, that's what we're going to do. Stand up gentlemen. That is what Reggie is. We love him. We love this little, Shark cartilage, cartilage, shark cartilage selling vitamin man. We love him. We Cartilor. love him. I cannot talk today. Oh god, we it's, love him. Cartilage is a hard word, especially cartilage when you start with shark. Word. Yeah, yeah. It's the k into k again that really throws yes. you off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yo. Oh, we learn about how she's opted out of the carpool since her and Nate have kind of stopped talking. She had to dust off the old bus schedule and has to wake up early now. And since she sees Jar- Jarvis, yes, Jarvis, Gervais. Gervais. God, why can't I Gervais? Since so she sees Gervais at lunch, she's like, hey, can you pass on the word? I will not be joining the carpool. And we presume that he does essentially and she also says that she can go early because her calculus teacher does like little tutor sessions so she means business she's getting tutored every lunch every morning sure is the morning one a little bit to dodge nate maybe but you know but still she could go to jump java and wait until school starts you know very true she doesn't she doesn't she gets help and i love that i love i love to see the growth and she's like starting to think like college is could actually be a possibility like this life that she didn't dare ever dream of having she can start dreaming now and i i just like love that for her yes ruby keep shining keep shining we love it so yeah what does she do but one day at lunch at the old help table run into our girl heather and she's by herself heather is by herself at the help table so she kind of finds herself migrating in that direction Because let's face it, I think now that she knows some things, now that she knows that her and Heather kind of have this thing in common, she wants to talk to her a little bit. So, you know, she's all like, oh, the beaches, they can't save themselves, you know. (laughs) We got to protect her. We got to protect those beaches. And it's like, yeah, it's true. I mean, Mother Nature is struggling right now. And it is entirely all of our faults. But, uh, well, it's not our fault. It's rich people's faults. But it's fine. But anyhow, um, big corporations' fault. 
uh, so anywho, so she's like, oh yeah, you know, erosion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she's like, oh, you know, th- here's a brochure. And so then Heather asks, how's Nate doing? And Ruby has to come clean and be like, well, we're not really in touch these days. And Heather kind of instantly knows why that is. And so she says like, oh yeah, you know, like the stuff with his dad. And she's like, just so you know, even when you're not talking to him anymore, you don't stop worrying. And it's honestly this very like nice moment between the two of them. Like that really is, you know, some solidarity. And I think it must be very hard for both of them being probably, you know, a very few handful of people that do know about Nate's situation and again, it's it's hard. I handle the situation. If I was a teenager, I, I would not know how to handle this situation. So I totally sympathize with the two of them for sure on this. And yeah, it's just like this little conversation they have. And then, you know, inevitably it gets interrupted because the other person comes back to the help table. And, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah. And she goes away donating uh, the couple of dollars that she had for lunch cause because she was like well i stopped at this table i guess i (laughs) and heather and i just had a nice Mm -hmm. moment together i guess i should donate some money to the cause yeah yeah heather says that it was hard to watch everything happen like quitting the swim team and she's like i think i could have tried harder to stick by him to force the issue i wish i had i think he would have done it for me and that's the hardest part of all of this really that i failed him or myself somehow you know and you know what else I really like about this conversation is there Heather is Nate's ex and for all intents and purposes, Ruby is his like, not let's be honest. She's not really his, ex. she's not going to end the book being his ex. <laughs> and um, they're like having a very mature, like there's no jealousy. There's no like cattiness. Right. Like Heather's just like, he would have done it for me. And Ruby's just like, that's something to think about, you know, like, and, and I really like that. Yeah. I, I love when there's no girl on girl crime. Yes. No, I, you're right. It is a very mature relationship and it's, I think it's very clear. Yeah. It could have been very easy to write Heather off as a bad person in this book. And the fact that, you know, Sarah, our queen was like, no, like she was stuck in a, a, a difficult situation and difficult choice, just like Ruby is. And the fact that both of them are, you know, being very civil and nice toward each other is lovely. Love that. Yeah. then we get to the lunch tutoring and honestly love i love this and i love that olivia like kind of knows that gervais is like like likes her and whatever and she's like yeah i don't care like he's a nice dude he doesn't have a lot of friends and i'm gonna make it real clear to him that we're going to be nothing more than just friends so it's fine so ruby says she starts kind of feeling more like the third wheel at lunch like she was worried about having him come over and like upsetting olivia and upsetting lunch and instead like they're both math nerds they both love movies they're always like talking about it this part where she says um they riffed on the minute details of a recent sci-fi blockbuster down to the extra scenes after the credits. And I was like, yes, these are my people. I would love to have lunch with the two of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just, it's sweet. I love this like weird pairing that, and honestly, this is one of those things and it'll never end up working out because they did know each other at this age. But if Olivia and Gervais were to have met 
years down the road because like in all honesty their age gap is probably what like four years if they went at you know whatever when he was 20 and she was 24 i think they could have been more than friends unfortunately they happen to meet at this stage of their life where i think it's always going to be weird for them um and also there's nothing wrong obviously with just you know a guy and a girl being friends but yeah, I love that she's like, yeah, well, like it's fine. It's fine that he wants to be my friend. And even if it's fine if he likes me, obviously nothing more than friendship's going to happen. So I'm like, yes, Olivia, respect. Yes. Yes. Um, and also, this is another dude who has been told straight up, like, we can just be friends. I'm not interested in more. And he's like, cool. Yeah, we'll that's be friends. cool. And I love that. We love all the men in this novel. There's just some good stand-up guys. Jamie, Reggie, Gervais, a.k.a. Jarvis, Nate, like, that Nate's dad. He, Mr. Cross is not a stand-up gentleman, but every other guy in this novel. Overall, pretty good dudes. Nate needs to work on some things, but he is very much the victim in this, so I'm not going to blame him for his mental health and the way he is handling certain things right now. Overall, good dude. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So we have Dustin play with time again. Um, real big, real big in this. We are. Let's see. She is talking. She's reflecting on how she. Oh yeah, um, I already like recently start. I realized I like skipped ahead at the beginning of the chapter because I was like, yeah, and then she has the reporter tell her, but that's actually in this bit that's coming up because it's. In two oh different yeah! Tongues. <laughs> oh yeah! I didn't even notice that. I was Whoopsies. just like, oh, oh, here we go. So much, but I mean, so much time. Fair. Like this being played with in yes. this novel. Yes, yeah, like we go back and forth a lot, yeah. and it's not confusing when you're reading it. Right? No, not at all. Very it. clear. It's very clearly done. But yeah. apparently, when I'm talking about it, I struggle. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So she's like talking about how she was like working on her project she made like a murder board basically for what family could possibly mean which is so funny um and she's trying really hard oh yeah this whole thing is past this whole whole the lunch is all in between basically harriet being interviewed yeah that like book chapter but like i forgot that Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because she's like, now I heard Harriet call my name, jerking me back to the mall in the present. And it's like, right. Even that Olivia Jarvis stuff and Olivia stuff was like, or not Olivia, Heather stuff was like in the past. But anyway, yeah, this is when she's like, yeah, I just didn't feel like losing it anymore, Um, which is funny. And then the... Um, reporter leaves and Harriet of course immediately starts worrying she's like what are we gonna how am I gonna keep up with the orders this is gonna be crazy and Reggie's like just try to enjoy this like it's a good thing like maybe chill just once in your life <laughs> chill. maybe just enjoy the moment enjoy the success but Ruby says I could understand where Harriet was coming from though whenever something great happens you always kind of you're always kind of poised for the universe to correct itself. Good begets bad. Something lost leads to found and on and on. But even knowing this, I was surprised when I came home later that afternoon to find Cora and Jamie sitting at the kitchen table, the phone between them. Um, I actually have those feelings as well. Like if anything good is happening to me, like if my life is good, I'm like, fuck, something terrible is going to happen. I'm like, just like always waiting for the like yeah, bad things. But I'm trying to, 
work on it and be more present. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of those things that's easier said than done. But I I think I may have frozen again. Mm -hmm. No, I think. Okay. Um, Yeah. One of those things that's easier said than done. Last weekend, as my husband was going out of town for a very fun, good, exciting thing, he just was like worried about all the like, what if the weather delays the flight? What if the weather delays the concert? And then they can't do the full concert. And I was like, stop it. Just stop. Like, be optimistic. Put good vibes out into the universe. The universe will provide. And if it doesn't, you stressing about it two days prior isn't going to do anything. Like, just take the moment as it comes and, you know, just yeah. rest assured that everything will probably turn out okay. And then literally everything went perfectly fine. Like, his slight landed early. He got upgraded seats at the concert. And I was like, I told you, put good vibes out, get good vibes in return. That's how you have to do it. Um, I'm very good at preaching that. Am I the best at doing that for myself? No, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm also working on it. We we got this. We got this. We can do this. Positive vibes, everyone. Positive vibes. <laughs> oh, but yes, it's about mom. That's what Corey says. They got some news about mom. And she says, my mother was not in Florida. She was not on a boat with Warner or soaking up sun or waiting tables in a beach eye pancake joint. She was in a rehab clinic where she'd ended up two weeks earlier after being found unconscious by a maid at the hotel where she'd been living in Tennessee. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. And again, which Ruby kind of says, like, thank God. Like, she was by herself in this hotel like she could have died she so easily could have died but, like thank god it was just right time right place some maid probably happened to come in on her got to her in time and because of that they were able to take her to the hospital and she was okay but yeah it could have gone another way so and she says it's so weird yeah. like this entire time not knowing where she was she's just felt like you know she's floating she's been very adrift um, and she would think that like having an answer would kind of help things. And yet it, it doesn't, which it's like, yeah, of course, of course it's not like no matter what, like, you knew, you know, like it, it's such a complicated issue. It's, it's not a, you know, a black and white thing. There's so many shades of gray that, yeah, it's, it's okay to feel complicated about this one, Ruby. It's, it's definitely okay. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And the landlords are the ones that end up kind of telling again, the old honeycuts. They're back at it. Um, yeah, they were trying to get in touch with someone at the hospital when she had overdosed. They wanted in touch with someone. They ended up getting in touch with the honeycuts. The honeycuts, of course, had Cora's number from the whole Ruby thing. And so they got in contact with Cora about it. And apparently, Jamie said that they were like kind of torn on, on whether or not they should tell her. And Cora's like, but obviously we have, we have told you now. She's like, dear God, Jamie, why did you say that? <laughs> we have told her. So right. like, you're mad at me. Uh, so yeah, so you know, they have told her. Apparently she had outstanding bad check warrants. Um, so she had to choose rehab or jail. She says, I would have had more faith if she'd gone on her own accord, but at least she was there. Honestly, this entire page through 80, I could read because every single part of it is just so beautifully written. Um, I'm not going to read all of it because it's a whole page worth, but I, I could, I could have highlighted the whole page. It's just so good. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so good. Um, Jamie says, you know, nothing's going to change. Um, you know, she's like, but I knew that wasn't true. And this is, you know, she kind of says she just felt like she's been floating adrift and she thought 
you know, knowing an answer, she'd feel better, but no. And then she says, the fact that this has all happened so soon after Nate and I had fallen out of touch seemed ironic, to say the least. Um, she said, my mom turned up, Nate walked away, one door open- opening as another clicked shut. <sighs> yeah. And then she says, as the days pass, she like tries to forget about her mom the way she'd managed to before, but she can't because... Yeah, I don't know. It is just different. Like, the fact, like, before she could come up with, like, happy things, like, oh, yeah, she's working on a pancake joint. She's with, you know, she didn't like the boyfriend, but still, like, she's with her boyfriend, and they're in Florida. But now she knows, and they can't get in contact with her, because apparently the rehab, which she does later learn, that Jamie and Cora paid for, which, of course, they did. So it's got to be a nice rehab, because obviously they have more money than God. Um, So they pay for it and whatnot. And she says that they have very strict rules, like no outside contact for the first few weeks. So they can't even contact her, which I think has got to be hard. Like you finally know where she is, but you can't get in touch with her. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's hard. For sure. It's hard. It is. And in this time, she's seeing like the juxtaposition between her uh, key necklace and then all the ones that people, people are wearing of Harriet's that are like sparkling and pretty and like purposefully jewelry. And she says, um, I saw people wearing Harriet's keychains, each one sparkling and pretty, a visible reminder of this, my new life. But the original was there as well, more jaded and rudimentary, functional rather than romantic. It fit not just the yellow house, but another door deeper than my own heart. One that had been locked so tight for so long and I was afraid to even try it for fear of what might be on the other side. Yeah. This entire page, I'm telling you, it's genius. (laughs) It's so well written. It is. That's so good. It is. But yeah, this is... Yeah, there's always one episode where we just leave you all on a really sad note. And that is this... (laughs) Lock and key. It's your turn to be... This is your episode... This is the part where we're like, yep. well, that was just saying see chapter. Sorry, everyone. Next week will be later. But yeah, next week we'll be finishing off the novel. We got a few chapters left. So I just want everyone to be happy and healthy and for Nate not to be verbally and physically abused by his father and for Ruby to continue on her journey of growth and Jamie to just continue loving holidays. That is what I want for everyone. So we'll find out, I guess, next week if that's the case. <laughs> We will. And in the meantime, Bethany, have fun in Minnesota seeing Ed. Thank you. I'm so excited. Um, And just enjoy your time. Everybody take care of yourselves. As we said, that app I was referring to is called Finch. F-I-N-C-H. Go for it. Get it. I'll just hatch by the And if you're in our Discord, ask ask me for it because I'll send you my code and then I get the little See, yeah. special things. So, um, and yeah, take care of yourselves. Love on your loved ones. Love on yourself. Well said. Well said. Yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Let's let's do it. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap up Lock and Key. I'm ready. I'm ready for some happiness. <laughs> I'm ready. Same. Bye, Same. y'all. Bye.